This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Our number two of a numbers game at VSIN. The Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you from Bar Canada at the D, downtown Las Vegas. What's your favorite part about downtown Las Vegas, Kelly? That's a good question. I don't know. I enjoy Fremont Street just overall. The whole Fremont experience, if you will. It's quite the experience. (laughs) It is. Have you done the Slotzilla? Have you done the zip line yet? No, I haven't. We talked about that yesterday. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to get stuck in the middle of Fremont Street with everybody just walking under and they'll be like, look at that that fat guy just dangling around up there. I just want to read a couple of these before we get to Felica here. Uh, Blue Hen Bill on Twitter. Thank you for all. uh, We get tweets at uh, Beating the Book. Regarding the Browns 49ers game, we used to call that the big dog and over. Basically, handicap how many points the dog should score and those points to add those points rather to how many points the favorite should score if that total goes over then bet the dog and the over straight is that do you do that for every game uh blue hen bill use he continues he goes use that regularly before the rules changed uh to favor the offense would hit about 65 percent clip at least split once the rules change it was worthless because the dogs would need to score too many points did you follow that no. Okay. Uh, Asian <laughs> I'm LeBron. sure it made sense. <laughs> I'm sure it made sense. I'm sorry, Blue. I'm sorry, Blue Hen Bill. Uh, Asian Lebowski. I wanted to shame Matt Brown about the weather, but I couldn't think of any words that represented my that represented my disappointment strong enough. <laughs> Love guy in Michigan. P.S. Get off my lawn. And this from Jamie Leva, who says, "I feel like we might need someone to follow Matt Brown after the show just to make sure of no shenanigans." <laughs> He's, he's meeting his Balco rep right now, probably. We don't, I'm not tailing him. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he is the bear. You can see him uh, not only uh, college game day uh, back in the day, of course, but now um, on the college football broadcast at Fox each and every Sunday. And he's got his two podcasts, the Bear Bets pod, college football and pro football versions. The college football version comes out Thursday. The pro football version comes out on Friday. He is Chris Felica. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing well. And I wanted to add another layer to this uh, field goal experience here. We, we have to we have a helmet for for Matt to wear. I got to get him like a Stanford helmet. Oh, that's a great or, or call. Maybe, or maybe or maybe Derek has a Michigan helmet lying around somewhere oh, that we can uh, we're throw so on him. Stupid. We should have done that. Yeah, yeah a, you're right. Like you one. Without a helmet, you need we need the full experience. So what is it? The single handlebar helmet? Yeah, it might be a decent one left over exactly. at the South Point. Yeah. Studio. All right, you you over to the South Point. You grab that horse. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Of course. You will. Uh, all right, Chris. I want to ask you this before we get to the big games on Saturday. We do have this is what, so we've had two consecutive Fridays now. Uh, obviously, there's no NFL, but no baseball postseason either. So I don't know if you're you're like me, but like for those of us who are just uh, have no lives and just want to bet sports, Friday, we're, I mean, you just sort of like you walk around aimlessly. But we do have three college football games tonight: Tulane, Memphis, Stanford, Colorado, prime against Stanford here, and Fresno State, Utah State. Do you have anything on any of these three games today? I, I know uh, Will Hill on the uh, on the Bear Bets Pod made a. Uh a good case for Stanford on the, uh, on the pod. And I, I don't know if I could get there just because Stanford is so inept offensively, but the, uh, the Colorado defense certainly isn't very good. I guess with anything tonight, I might lay that lay the four and a half with, with Tulane against Memphis. That would might be the one that I like the most. I don't know how great this Memphis team 
really is. And, and I think as the year goes on, Pratt's getting healthier. And, and I think Tulane is just better than Memphis. And it's not like there's a – it's up to five now, I see. It, it's not like there's a massive home field edge uh, for the Tigers in Memphis. So of, of all of those games tonight, uh, I guess I would like Tulane minus the five. Best. Okay. But I, I forced you to answer that question. It's not like you have a player. It's not in your betting again. Yeah, no. Okay. No, yeah, not, 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 yeah, nothing that I have played. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll be sitting here. Actually, I'm in a casino right now. I'm at the uh, really? Four Winds Casino in South Bend, Indiana, is where we're, uh, where we're staying. Oh. We're at the Big Noon this week, prior to, prior to Notre Dame. So I might have to uh, maybe kick that game in downstairs later tonight. Well, let's talk about that then. USC Notre Dame, which traditionally is one of the great non-conference rivalries in the history of college football. Notre Dame... Uh, five and two now, having gotten beat by Louisville and USC in, in a late night thriller, ekes by Arizona in overtime, 42 to 40. They remain undefeated. Will they be undefeated for much longer? I guess is the question. Ugh, I, I, I don't like the game. I guess if I had to play something here, uh, I might look at the, uh, the under 59 and a half. I, I know the SC defense has been. Uh, really bad, but I'm not sure if Zach Branch is going to play for the Trojans, and that clearly uh, will hinder their offense against the best defense that they've uh, faced this year. I, I think Notre Dame's obviously their best chance to win is shorten this game, uh, run behind SMA, get those tight ends involved, and, and just kind of keep Caleb Williams and that SC offense off the field. So, uh, look, I, I know it's one of those odd lines where the two-loss team is favored over the 6-0, and we're on the top, top 10 team, I guess they are now. But typically, when you see that, those, those undefeated teams typically go down. If you go back in, in the college football playoff, playoff era, there's the 6-0 teams uh, that have been an underdog to a team with at least two losses. 11 of the 14 have lost. So uh, I don't know if I want to call SC an underdog with Fleas or not. I don't know how much of a case has been made for the Trojans since then. But, but if I had to play something tomorrow night, I would look at the under, anticipating some, some precipitation and maybe some foggy-like conditions. 59 and a half, that number that we're showing up on the screen. All right, what about the uh, the Pac-12 clash? Uh, beyond USC, there are two other undefeateds in the Pac-12. Of course, that's Oregon and Washington. Bo Nix, Michael Penix, this is at UW. Uh, the Huskies are three-point favorites. Your thoughts on that one? Yeah, a, a, lot of, a lot of people making the case for Oregon in, in this game, and I don't disagree with it. I, I think Oregon probably is better up front uh, on both sides of the ball, but obviously you do have... Uh, a road game in a very hostile environment. And, and I think uh, with, with Washington uh, at home and that receiving core, uh, can they get this game into a, into a track? I mean, I think that's what UW is really looking for. Whereas Oregon, I think is, is more content to kind of lean on that ground game and, tr- and try and shorten this game as well. If, if I had to play the game, I, I would side with, with most people and take Oregon plus the points. But really, no, would it surprise me if UW won this game by double digits? No. I'm sorry for being wishy-washy. I don't have a, a real strong feel. But if you're in one of those pick'em contests where you just had a kind of circle of team, I would go with Oregon, who I do think is the better team and has kind of been, been pissed off for about a year the way they let that game last year get away. Random aside, because Futex said it was Bo Nix, and I challenged him on this. But who's the better pro prospect between those two quarterbacks? I would think it's probably Panix. I, I, I think his, his ability to throw, I, I think, is better than Bo Nix. Now, I'm sure everyone's going to dissect every single play of every game as we get down to uh, silly season and draft talk. But uh, I, would, I would think Panix would have a better chance to succeed than Bo Nix, don't you? I would, yeah. That's why I was like so curious that he said that. Then he kind of backtracked on it, so I should say he... he of course he did. He, yeah, he did. <laughs> He did sort of moonwalk after that. All right, uh, I'll start. I'll stop uh, throwing them out. What are your favorite bets of the weekend? Yeah, I, I like LSU minus the eleven against Auburn. I know the LSU defense is horrible, but at the same time, you're, you're going against an Auburn passing game right now, which is kind of about prehistoric, anemic, whatever the uh, the adjective is that you want to use to describe it. And, and that's good because LSU's weakness on defense is their secondary, which is depleted. In uh, shorthanded, in three games against Power Five teams this year, Auburn has thrown for 238 yards in those three games. Like they don't have the playmakers, they don't have the quarterback. That's total. To to really That's not an average. Total, That's total. 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 total, total. Yeah. Three, 238 total in those three games. So I, I don't see any way they can match LSU 
point for point here. So I'm going to lay the 11 uh, with, with LSU uh, in this game. And then another double-digit favorite that I like as well is Air Force uh, against Wyoming. I think a lot of people before the year, uh, I can't remember who was Brad Powers. It might have been uh, Paul Stone as well. Very, very high on Air Force. It is, it's manifested. Air Force has been dominant. They blew out San Diego State uh, a couple of weeks back. The only caveat here might be if you're worried about going to Annapolis next week, maybe they're looking ahead uh, to the CIC game. But this is an undefeated team, but they got a chance to run the table here. Maybe this is a, a Mountain West Conference preview game. But, but if you look at Wyoming, like their rush defense has kind of been a little shaky at times. They gave up like eight yards a carry against New Mexico, who is not a very good team, over 210 yards on the ground to App State. So I, I think their inability potentially get this Air Force attack off the field could could be a problem. So I, I lay the double digits with the with, with Air Force and, and a couple of ugly dogs potentially as well. Uh, I took Syracuse plus 17 and a half against FSU. Uh, I know I was on the absolute wrong side last week. And I, I see Kelly shaking his head as well. Very, 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 very mean of me. Wrong very side. mean of you to disagree. Very, very mean of you to disagree with my pick. Called him out. But, uh, That's awesome. <laughs> seriously. Like, if you look at Florida State since that dominant second half against LSU, they nearly gave a game away against BC. The Clemson game, Dabo helped Florida State immensely with some mismanagement in that game. And even the Virginia Tech game last week, they got up three scores early. You think they're going to sell. Next thing you know, you look up at the five-point game in the third quarter before they ultimately pulled away again. Syracuse was so bad last week that you'd think that this is a good opportunity for the Orange to play a top five team on the road as a big underdog and kind of say, hey, you know what? We're not as bad as we indicated uh, last week. So I, I took Syracuse plus the points. Remember, too, FSU has that big game against Duke next week. Not that maybe FSU is looking ahead to that game, but, but, but you could maybe take your foot off the gas a little mm-hmm. bit late in that game if indeed you are double, up double digits. And because I've just made, I, I kind of ridiculed Kelly's alma mater, I'm going to ridicule my own here. Uh, Miami, what that was last week wow. was wow. practice, inexcusable. You'll never see another loss like that, I'm, I'm sure, again. However, in this game of college football that we all love so much, the most, the most this is college football result of the weekend <laughs> would be Miami going to Chapel Hill and winning. Wow. Um, I, I took Miami plus the four here. Wow. Um, I'm, I, I think this is a great chance for them to get back in the ACC race. So uh, I, I did uh, back my Canes here plus four. Oh, you faked me out. I thought you were going to fade them. Okay. You're backing them. All right. Chris Velika, Bear Bets Pod, and of course, uh, Big Noon Saturday, every Saturday uh, on Fox. He's at uh, South Bend for the uh, Notre Dame USC game. Thank you, Chris. Take care, guys. Have fun with Bob. Dr. Bob, the analytical viewpoint next. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally. But Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band. They all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no sweat same game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code Vegas when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin hanging out at Bar Canada at the D. Let's talk some baseball. From under a cloud of smoke in Southern California, you can follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia. It's Jason Weingarten, everybody. How you doing, Jason? Good morning. How's it going? Doing, doing very well, man. So uh, I'll ask this again now that the uh, division series are all over. Now that the, the Braves are done, the Dodgers got swept, the Orioles obviously got swept. I'll ask it one more time. Does baseball, let's just take betting aside for a second, does baseball need to change the format of the postseason? No. I mean, if anything, it should go to less teams, less wild cards and seven round, you know, seven, seven game series for the so, division and, well, and the championship. Yeah, well, that's round, what I mean. But, so they do need to change it. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, you well, got no, they need, they need to go backwards, but that's not how sports works. You never go backwards. Yeah. You always, you know, you're always expanding, but, not but that's contracting. What I'm, what I'm getting from a lot of people is, oh, they don't need to change anything. Yeah, but they do need to go to best of sevens or perhaps, yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I do think they need to go to best of sevens. I do. I really do. Because it's like 162 versus best of three, best but of would five. It, would it would go into best of seven have changed anything for the Dodgers or the Orioles? I don't, maybe, I don't think maybe so. not, maybe. right? Maybe not. But it's like the, it's what I was saying about the Miami Heat earlier in the week. Because it's best of seven, Everybody's cool with the Heat beating the the Bucks and the Celtics. Like it's like, whoa, they beat the Bucks in five. You know, they beat the Celtics in seven after being up three nothing. Everybody's cool with that. But if those were best of three and best of five, I bet you people might have the same reaction. They'd be like, eh. Best. By the way, the NBA used to do best of threes in the early '80s. They they abolished it because they're like, we can't we can't have this. You know, so there is a precedent for. Going I think away, I read the the book Lords of Baseball, which mm-hmm. talks a lot about the the 1980s and Peter Ubroth and the commissioner. And and if you if you read that book, I think you understand why owners want these kind of more wild card teams and more variance in the playoffs. And it it, it benefits in keeping salaries down long term. If if you win 100 games and don't win championship, you don't even come close. Then the owner is justified in saying, why do I have to put more money into this? You know, you already won 100 games. That is, and look that, where it got. It's such, a, it's such a great point because we don't make that enough. Like, if you know any players in baseball personally, they love when the big payroll teams win, right? It's the opposite. They love when the big payroll teams win the World Series because it justifies the big salaries. So the exact cousin of what you're saying right there. Uh, that's fascinating. You know, from an owner's perspective, it's like, wow. This is what it's all about in the end. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Well, I mean, like you already think about it. You're already spending like yeah. a couple hundred million dollars, and your your front office guy says, "Hey, we need another fifty million dollars to you know win changes." You say, "Well, why am I spending this money? I'm already, you know, I'm already in two hundred million dollars. Look what it's getting me." Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about the uh, the championship series. And as Jeff Passan uh, tweeted, it is the the lowest combined season win total. Um, in terms of uh, the games one of the four remaining teams in baseball, it begins on Sunday. We don't have baseball till Sunday, by the way. 354 wins, the fewest ever for the final four teams of the playoffs. American League Championship Series begins in Houston on, on Sunday. We only know that Justin Verlander will be going for the Astros. It's minus 142. We don't know if it's Eovaldi. We don't know who's going for the Rangers yet. Minus 142 in game one. The Astros in the series are minus 140. The Rangers are plus 120 at DraftKings. Do you have a feel on game one? Obviously, we don't know the, the, the uh, you know, opposing pitcher or the series in general. I like the Rangers here. Slightly biased because I'm holding a Rangers World Series future. I think it's it's my only kind of World Series future or anything at this point. Um, 
But I, I, I wonder, do we know anything about Max Scherzer? Is he going to be on the roster? Is he potentially going to be on the roster? We do not um, have definitive word on that. We do not know. He, he of course, wants to go. He wants to go game one. Uh, if not that, obviously, mid-series. But, you know, Bruce Bochy will have a lot to say about that. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, maybe you hold him back for, you know, let him get a little healthier. And, you know, you need him down the stretch or something. But, um, you know, he's absolutely the kind of guy you can turn the table and at least just having his presence and knowing that you have to face Max Scherzer in game three or four is, you know, psychologically an advantage. He's, he's still Max Scherzer, even if his numbers have not been what they were in the past. The yeah, latest quote we have from Boach is uh, Max is doing well here. He had a nice outing Wednesday through 60 pitches in that area. Uh, we have some time here before we set the roster, but I have to be really encouraged with how he threw the ball, how he feels. So read the tea leaves on that. There's your uh, yeah, it's a good start. Yeah. Uh, OK, what about the National League series? So that begins on Monday and the days of the quadruple headers and the triple headers and even uh, two games in one day are over uh, right now. So this starts on Monday. Phillies are minus one seventy series favorites. That's where it's settled in against the Diamondbacks. We don't have pitchers announced for this one on either side. Um, we might be able to assume, but let's not do that. But for the series, it's minus 170 with the Diamondbacks plus 145 on the comeback at DraftKings. Your thoughts on this one? Diamondbacks got it done versus the Dodgers. They could probably compete with the Phillies here. You know, seven games, like you said, it's it's knocked knock down sort of. This is this is where the, the real battle kind of is when you get to a seven game series. Um, but the Phillies, you you do have to keep in mind the Phillies are completely 100% built for this type of playoff baseball, you know, Harper, Turner, Castellano, Schwarber got the big bats that can hit home runs, uh, pitching, you know, they got frontline aces and the bullpen will do what bullpens do. And, you know, this is a team that's built to, to, to win. So not dying to play the D backs here, but game by game, you know, if you've been betting the Diamondbacks this postseason, which I'm guessing you have, Gil, you, you've been crushing. Uh, yeah, for me, it's been mainly the Phillies and the Astros. But yeah, there was a Diamondback, a Diamondbacks bet. It's been a great postseason. I mean, because every game yeah. they're like plus 140. Yeah. You know, dog Corbin Burns, uh, dog to Kershaw, dog to Bobby Miller. Well, can we talk about that last night? Like how I get it. It was Strider. But like, how are the Phillies plus money yesterday? Seriously. Like, is anybody watching this stuff? I get well, it. I mean, it, it very much you're getting the, the, the premium on Strider and it's the Braves. I mean, the yeah. Braves are the best team in baseball and probably, you know, the market probably settled on that price for a good reason. And the Braves aren't a bad team. You know, none of, none of these teams, Braves, Dodgers, Rays, Orioles, these teams that all had early exits from the playoffs. None of them are particularly fundamentally bad baseball teams with the exception of maybe the, the Dodgers lack of starting pitching by the end of the season, they had nothing basically. Um, yeah, but, but they're not bad teams. You know what I mean? No, I mean, look, the, the again, this has been one of the more, take the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. We've said this before about both teams. The Rangers might, might be the most schizophrenic team. Like if you look at their, their whole season trajectory, Bochi even said it, he goes, I've never been involved with a team that has more ups and downs than this one. And here they are, they're on and up the Diamondbacks as late as late August, maybe even the first couple days of September, we're like, this team is just swooning right now. And they look fabulous. Like almost too young and dumb to even get the position they're in, right? Like not affected by anything. So yeah, I mean, look, it's baseball and, and we always knew that the postseason. Uh, you know, was a different animal than the regular season. It's just the fact that it's become even way more of a different animal now when you shrink the playoffs. I want to, I want to seize on one other point, getting back to the original one, which is because you're, you're, you're locked into the Dodgers. You're a Dodgers fan. You go to a lot of their games. This applies to them. This applies to the Braves, not so much the Orioles. Cause I think the Orioles realize they're on the upswing here, but if you were, Will Hill tweeted something about this yesterday. If you're the Braves, right, you win over 100 games. Obviously, the Dodgers won over 102. And you go into spring training next year, and you're like, okay, well, like, even if we win, you know, even if we win 110 games, right, like, what does any of this mean? Like, do you think, like, that that sort of thinking is going to seep in to these guys where they're just like, what, what, what are we doing? Like, what's this exercise? Do you think it will cause them to manage a regular season differently? No, not really. I mean, you still, still got to get through the whole season. It's a big slog. Maybe, maybe we get some more, uh, 
you know, sort of player management like we do in that load management in, in the NBA. Well, that's what I mean. But, yeah, something like that. But I mean, one of my friends actually made a good point to me earlier this week. We were talking about the Dodgers and he said um, he's seen a lot of baseball teams like like Braves in the late 90s and, and early 2000s. Um, they lost a lot at home in the postseason because the fan base was always so anxious and it translates to the players. And he felt like there's a similar vibe at Dodger Stadium, you know, where everyone's just so anxious and expects them to win that anytime anything gets bad, you know, the players kind of feed off the, the vibe. They, um, they look to see Mary Hart's gone from her seat and they're like, oh, no, it's over. Yeah. But but then he pointed out that the best Dodgers postseason was when they were playing on the road in Texas with no fans. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's something I have to think about a little bit more. I, I don't yeah. really dive that deeply, but I, I do think, you know, some of these teams, Dodgers specifically, like, you know, they, they're not bad. They're just really bad luck. And it's got to kind of got to look into it deeper and say, how do you win 300 games in three seasons? And you know, not make a World Series. 20 seconds, your favorite football bet of the weekend, college or pro, is? Uh, I bet Texas A&M under 55 and a half. Uh, okay. Slow week, college football-wise. Haven't bet a ton yet. Hope to kind of jump into some stuff, maybe yeah. tomorrow live, second yeah. half. But that, that's the best bet I made so far. NFL is slim pickings, too, but Kelly and I will share our bets on the other side. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Talk to you later. Jason Weingarten, everybody. We got our NFL bets in pocket. That's next. Numbers Game Beast in the Sports Betting Network. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Friday morning to you. It's a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app game plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, DK Network, of course. We appreciate it. However, you're taking us in this morning. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Live from Bar Canada at the D. Friday football. How you doing, man? Good. Did you know Taylor Swift and Jason Kelsey were uh, dating? Travis Kelsey. Oh, messed it up. <laughs> right off the top. <laughs> he had I'm that, done for the day. Yeah, how, how, how long did you have that joke planned for? Yeah, yeah the I, little intro. I just pulled up ESPN and saw her. <laughs> Botch. Botch from the beginning. This is almost as good as uh, the start of Guessing Lines on Monday. <laughs> this is, we're off to a flying start. They're 10 and a half point favorites. Gil, what do you like here? What's, uh, what's the number here? <laughs> we got college football today with Dr. Bob from an analytics standpoint. And of course, Chris Felica, the bear, analytical as well. Maybe not quite as analytical as Bob in terms of his uh, reasoning, but he likes analytics as well. Uh, NFL with Matt Brown joining us. And today is the field goal. After the show today, he's kicking the field goal. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, what is this, two years in the making on if this? It's thing? not too cold. We'll have to see. That's right. He already pushed back the time. <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, it's a little too dark now. <laughs> we'll see if that happens. The the field goal challenge for Matt Brown. But that's all fair. He'll join us to talk uh, NFL week number six. Kelly and I will go over all of our bets as well. Um, whole bunch yesterday in sports. Where do you want to start? You want to start, start with football? You want to start with baseball? Start with football. All right. Um, Let's do that. Sean Payton, who famously uh, said about Nathaniel Hackett this offseason, one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. Hell, you know what a narcissist does, Kelly? They call someone else uh, a name that really applies to them, or they describe him as something that really applies to them. It's getting there for Sean Payton. <laughs> Broncos lose to the Chiefs. Don't cover either. They lose 19-8 to in, uh, how could I put this? A really Dullsville NFL football game where you juxtapose it against the Braves and the Phillies last night. Um, but I just want to focus on a couple of things. First of all, Russell Wilson, 13 of 22 for 95. One touchdown, two picks, and it was sacked four times. The Broncos mustered 197 total yards of offense. They were out gained 389 to 197. But I want to focus in on that sequence at the end of the second half for those who missed it. Real quick, oh, yeah, you know please. what's really sad about those Russell Wilson numbers mm. is 95 total yards passing, and most of that was in garbage time. Really. Yeah, most in garbage. <laughs> there, was, there was a point in, uh, before this sequence that I'm about to talk about. So this is with 47 seconds left in the second quarter. At that point, he was five of eight for 17 yeah. yards and a pick. Yep. So Denver gets the ball ten uh, down 10 to nothing. And at this point, I changed the channel. Oh, I was, I, like I said yesterday. Well, I changed the channel because it's, ha it's halftime, right? right. It's going to be halftime. Sure. Um, Denver gets it with 47 seconds left. They, they want to matriculate the ball down the field, I guess. And their second down play ends at 34 seconds. 
and the clock just haphazardly keeps going six or seven more seconds. Six to be nice to Peyton, really seven seconds. 27 seconds, it occurs to him, he's like, oh, I should probably call a timeout. Right. He calls a timeout. And then on third and five of the Denver 44, again, down 10 to nothing, now you have 27 seconds left. Russell Wilson is sacked anyway. Okay, now then, change the channel. Then Sean Payton, this is where you change the channel. Yeah, this is where I change the channel. Well, you shouldn't have changed the channel because Sean Payton said, you know what? I think I'm going to let Kansas City try to do something with this. He inexplicably calls timeout after the third down play with 22 seconds left. He calls the timeout. This is not McDaniel's bad, but it's getting there after what Josh McDaniel's did. So, so they punt and tack on an illegal touch penalty. By the way, Kelly, once again, just a metaphor for life. Illegal touching, not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So Kansas City starts their own 34 with 15 seconds left. And you know what Patrick Mahomes, two plays, 24 yards, and Butker nails a 60-yard field goal, 13 to nothing. I was hoping that Denver got a garbage, a second garbage touchdown to make this 19 to 16 and get the two-point conversion, just so I could come on here and say, and those three points with a margin of victory. Uh, instead, 19 to 8 oh, as Butker ends up uh, nailing a, uh, a, a 50-plus yard, a 52-yard field goal. Uh, just inside the two-minute warning, that was the final margin of 11. And so Chiefs backers take home the and dough. this is when I'm in my kitchen then, and I see a notification on my phone. Oh I'm like, 13 nothing at the half. That's impossible. No way. I, you just think, you know, first of all, you have the college football. Mario Cristobal will never be topped. Um, but also Steve Sarkeesian, Jimbo Fisher. Like, just what paying, getting paid millions upon millions of dollars to just botch games. And then you have Josh McDaniels say, hold my beer on Monday night. And then here comes Sean Payton. It just it never ends. It never ends. Uh, it's okay, Gil. He forgot what down it was. Congratulations to those who had the uh, Chiefs and Survivor and get to watch the rest of the league uh, perhaps go into carnage, the rest of your Survivor pool. The- he's at this point where he's catching so much heat that like when he talks about this stuff post game, he's like angry at the world. Talk about Peyton now? Peyton, Sean Payton, yeah. 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 Because they, like he talked about, I, I saw some of the post game stuff this morning and he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, I wasn't, I wouldn't have called a timeout there. I just mixed up the downs. And it's like, well, that's not a better thing, Sean. Like, you shouldn't be telling people this. <laughs> I, listen, I don't want to go on here every week and just murder the guy, but I don't want to kill him. But he deserves to be killed. Yep. Because he, he's most arrogant dude ever. You won one Super Bowl with Drew Brees, buddy. You didn't win 10. Relax. Uh, and then, of course, the big one for some of us who have uh, futures plays or exact futures plays, the Philadelphia Phillies knock out the Atlanta Braves in the f- in four games. They do so uh, with the three to one series win last night uh, against Spencer Strider. Ranger Suarez was going toe to toe with Strider, uh, the would be Cy Young candidate. He won't win it, but it would be. Uh, and uh, they're down one to nothing. Solo shot by Nick Castellanos in the bottom of the fourth. Solo shot by Trey Turner in the bottom of the fifth to put the Phillies up two to one, uh, two to one. And then another solo shot by Castellanos in the bottom of the sixth. I brought myself and think of myself as a man of faith as there's a drive into deep left field by Castellanos. It'll be a home run. Do you know that reference, Kelly? No. Oh, OK. Sorry. Most, most do. <laughs> three to one. Phillies took the lead and then it got Harry top of the seventh uh, up three to one. Phillies walked the bases loaded and on a. What would have been a Kimbrel wild pitch, about as wild as any pitch gets, Pilar fails to score uh, from third, which would have cut the lead to one and made this a different ball game. He probably could have gotten home. I'll say 85, 90% chance he would have gotten home. Didn't want to make the, uh, the even the slightest possibility of it out there, so he, he went back to third. And what ends up happening is Acuna Jr. flies out to deep left center field where Johan Rojas had to sort of navigate uh, the wall, having a corner there and left fielder coming at him. And, just, and he made the catch for like a split second. Those of us who had uh, Phillies tickets of any kind had our hearts at our throat, but he made the catch and the Phillies go on to win it. And we now have a uh, an American League Championship Series, which begins on Sunday, of course, in Houston. Houston is a slight favorite in that series against the te- uh, against the uh, the Texas Rangers. But if you go to the National League Series now, this will begin on Monday. What you have is the Astros are excuse me, the Phillies are minus one seventy favorites. So these are the DraftKings numbers. Phillies are minus one seventy. Astros are minus one forty. Um, 
Rangers plus 120 coming back. Diamondbacks plus 145 coming back on the minus 170 from the Phillies. But the Phillies number sort of has been all over the place. I think it's open and I think DraftKings had it at like minus 155 when it started. There were other places that had it at minus 190. It sort of settled in in the middle here. Uh, and interestingly, so I'm thinking, is my Phillies over Astros then ergo the short shot in terms of a World Series exact? It is not. The Astros beating the Phillies at DraftKings, by the way, remains a slight short shot, which is curious. That's plus 390. The Phillies beating the Astros is plus 425. Can you guess what the long shot exacta is currently now that we're down to the final four teams? Oh, come on, man. Yeah, Diamondbacks over Rangers. Correct. 11 to 1. I was trying to figure out if that was a trick question for a second or something. No, it was not a trick question. It was not a trick question at all. Um, so there's that. So uh, feeling good. And for those who still have, because we, we've had some listeners who have uh, Rangers, Diamondbacks, exactas yeah. of some kind. So a lot of people still alive on this. But I got I to, gotta, you know, as great as the Diamondbacks season has been, feel great about the Phillies. I think the Astros Rangers is going to be tighter, of course. There's a couple, couple tweets I want to get to just, again, contextualize the Major League Baseball uh, postseason. Because, again, this says it all. We won't belabor the point because we talked about it ad nauseum uh, earlier in the week. But... This is from uh, Jeff Passan over at ESPN, and the main point of his tweet, the combined 354 wins of these four teams is the fewest ever for the final four teams in the playoffs. That's wild. It says it all. It's been that way. And then Evan Grant, um, this, is how, this is how ridiculous the Major League Baseball season is. If the Rangers reach the World Series... If the Rangers reach the World Series, they would have home field advantage no matter what. They had a better record than Arizona, and they own a tiebreaker over Philly, Kelly, for sweeping the opening series of the season. And when I say opening series, I'm talking about March 30th. They skipped a day, and then April 1st and April 2nd, the Rangers swept the Phillies. So just to let you know how ridiculous all of this is, that would determine home field advantage in a postseason if the Rangers and Phillies met a March 30th, April 1st, April 2nd. Is that the the first tie? I hope that this is the first tiebreaker head-to-head record. Best best record in in what you finish in the regular season would be the first tiebreaker, and then it would be head-to-head. Right, okay. Right. So there you go. That is wild. That's why, like, down the stretch, we, there was a little interest. If, only, in, if in, only we've been talking all week about what, how much the regular season uh, matters how much or, that or how, much, how much it should matter, you know, uh, compared incredible. to the playoffs. That's right. A regular season that has been rendered completely meaningless. The very first ser- series of the regular season may determine home field. By the way, Castellanos, I don't know if you saw this after the game, Castellanos, who hit the two home runs in the fourth and the sixth uh, for the Phillies. He was interviewed by, uh, is it, uh, what was the reporter's name? Matt Wiley? Matt Wiley? Matt, what was his Matt name? Weiner? Matt Weiner. I'm sorry. So sorry. Matt Weiner. I didn't see the interview. He, first of all, Castellanos was ornery because he like made a statement. He was like, is that a question? Where's the question? But then uh, he goes, Castellanos, this is a direct quote. I'm learning that the season and the postseason are completely different. Unquote. Yeah, Nick. Been trying to say it. Been trying to say it. Doesn't hurt us from a betting perspective, but yeah, baseball's got uh, some questions they need to answer. Matt Brown, Week 6, NFL, next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. game. <laughs> a numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, we got to take a break. Talk about Zen Nicotine Pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one, but Zen Nicotine Pouches. They're already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. Find your Zyn at your local convenience store or online at Zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the uh, feedback. Bob Heening. Uh, he, go, he said, I miss Chrissy every week, but not having him around on Monday to... Uh, to refer to P.J. Walker as P.J. Harvey really hurts. That was always <laughs> a, uh, a Chrissy stable. This is from uh, MeinNFL.de. So this is our, our buddy in Germany who listens to the show. He says that he attended uh, previous London games with both the Ravens and the Titans. Uh, the Ravens losing 44-7 uh, to seven to the Jaguars in 2017. The Titans losing a close one to the Chargers in 2018 when Vrabel decided to go for two at the end and it didn't work. He said he was credentialed for both and was in both losing locker rooms afterwards and the main point he wants to get across. But both head coaches, still the same. The, the uh, Jaguars flew in well before back then, the Ravens uh, on Friday at that point. Pretty sure the Titans and Chargers both flew in on Friday back then. Apparently, one coach learned from his mistakes, and that leads us right into one of your other picks. By the way, let me before we get to your, your pick on Baltimore, which has, I would imagine, everything to do with travel, if not most to do with travel, uh, about San Francisco, obviously, that minus four and a half doesn't exist. But the point is, it's a great case study of... As you said, the curated Twitter beat reporter stuff. And Kelly has mentioned this a few times off air. We are looking at a spread now and a total that I don't know that we ever remember seeing ever in the NFL, which is a total that is as low as what? 35 and a half? 35 and a half, a couple of And a spread that's as high as? 10. I mean, do you ever remember that in the NFL? I, I don't. I don't. I'm sure it's happened. Probably before our time it happened. Yeah, I'm sure it's happened. But we're in that. I mean, we're in the total range now where you, I mean, what, we see one of these a year, basically, where it's a bad weather situation and we get teams like this involved and the total gets that low. So, yeah, I, I just, I can't remember seeing a double digit spread when you're talking about total in the mid 30s. Yeah. That is worth mentioning, not only the backup quarterback situation, but it does look like we're kind of getting that whole 15-mile-an-hour sustained type situation yeah. with the gusts a little over 20 for that game. And so you add the backup quarterback in there, you have the San Francisco coming to town, and then everything equals yeah. what we're getting with this. Okay, so back to the London game now, which is Baltimore uh, as a right now a four-point favorite against the Tennessee Titans. Famously, Baltimore has been, John, Har John Harbaugh specifically, has been thinking about what the uh, what mine.de just talked about right here on Twitter, which is he's been planning this travel to be on the Monday, right after basically the game they played this past weekend. They left on Monday, because I know uh, my, my guy on the practice squad, so that's when they left. And it, it basically, he's planned it for four months because that, that blowout stuck in his crawl all these years. And Unlike them, the Titans are just landing, I think, right about now in London. How much of this? Because there's other reasons. I know Baltimore has got some guys back this week, too. W what's the pie of all the reasons why you went with Baltimore here? Yeah, and it's, it's funny you, you bring this up because talking about those curated Twitter lists, it said uh, right here, one of the Tennessee guys just came through, said off the plane and right onto the practice field, sluggish at first. It says, but seems to have a rhythm now. So, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Get back to me tomorrow on yeah. Sunday. Yeah. 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 Slug shit first. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you guys went over this, but I mean, th- the Ravens last week, that was the most unbelievable game I think maybe I've ever watched. They should the, be 5-0. Oh. The eight official drops. <laughs> the the Zay Flowers 40 yards down the field. It doesn't count as an official drop. The one where he's, he's like this. 40, he's like 40 yards down the field. He's literally behind like the defense, it up. And then like, just falls over. That's not a drop because he just trips over his own feet, which should be another drop, right? I mean, and, and then we can put a highlight reel together of Nelson Aguilar at this point of like, yeah. I'm free down the field. Yeah. Oh, it went right in between my hands. Yes, Dang. I know. I know. And Great, I'm on him. There's more just a numbers play on that as well. But then again, that that game is not indicative of how they. I mean, that they, they should have they should have put 35 points in that. Yeah. Game. I mean, like 35, yeah. 35 points in that game. It's and so, so funny. People wanted to blame Lamar afterwards. I was like, did you see the game? Yeah. 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 It, and listen, Harbaugh is not to be without blame in that game as well, right? I mean, you go towards the end of the first half there, and they choose to go for it on fourth down. And like the, the reasoning you go for it on fourth down in a lot of these situations is because if you you don't get it there's still a positive expectation because you're pinning the team so far down right there's only 12 seconds left in the half so uh, one how are you going to score a touchdown anyway in that short amount of time so you you aren't really gaining anything by going forward on fourth down it's like a shorter field goal attempt that you're basically just trying to get to and then you for, and, and then on top of that you got rid of the other part of this which is pinning the team deep because all they did was go out and kneel on it whenever you didn't get it on fourth down and so uh, he's not to go without blame in that game as well but yeah listen baltimore getting healthier each and every week that's one of the things that I was looking for. I think this is kind of a market low on them. And then on the other side with Tennessee, that defensive line, one of the things you kept, you, we always say about them is you can't run on them. You can't run on them. The defensive line is too, you know, the, the defensive line is too good. That defensive line is banged up to go along with the secondary they can't cover. And so Lamar threw it 38 times last week for a, with a decent amount of success, had the guys just held on. They were open. Yeah. I mean, he, and he yeah. was hitting them. It was just, you know, they, they kept dropping it. You can't really run that poorly, I think, again. And which, you know, listen, Aguilar, it, we deal with it. It is what it is. He's going to drop passes. He's always had those type of hands. But the guy gets open. He should be able to get open in the secondary here. I only really need one catch, maybe a catch and a half, you know, for this to get home at 17. But here's the deal. The If you're going to bet this prop, the the receiving yards is the same as the rush and receiving yards prop. And, and like, he is just as easily could get one of those little end arounds or yeah. something like that <laughs> to get, like, a to get you three yards, which helps you just to get there further on that. So just one of those little quirks whenever you go in, it's the exact same. The rush receiving is the same as the receiving. Yeah, it receiver. doesn't hurt you to bet. I mean, maybe yeah. it's one of those screen passes that goes a little yeah. further backwards and yeah. it's a lateral technically who knows Aguilar Aguilar over 17 and a half rushing slash receiving yards cut to a shot of Matt on Sunday with Aguilar dropping a pass oh come on or or he catches a 24 yarder and then does one of those like runs around he does get an end around and then runs around the backfield for 19 yards and then then takes the you know there there is always that whenever you whenever you take that type of Uh, you got one more side here one more straight side yeah. You're taking the Patriots and the points. Yeah, man. And listen, no one hates the Patriots more than me. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, like I, I, I mean, seriously, no. I, I came into the season hating this team. I, I, I think that this team is absolute gutter trash. But I do believe that wow. we are getting kind of the – we're getting the bottom here on this team. Like, we are getting the absolute bottom on this team. And they're playing another bad team. The Raiders are bad. I, I mean, this yeah, is just – They are the, bad. The, the Raiders are bad. The defense is bad. And so – if you were trying to find kind of the the silver lining here for this Patriot squad, it would be that they do get to play up against this this defense this week, right? I mean, if you if you look and like, yes, Mac Jones has looked terrible, but they played the Eagles, right? They played the Jets, they played the Cowboys, they played the Saints. Like these are all good defenses that that, that he's gone up against, right? And so you at least now get a defense that can be had. And so we will find out if Mac Jones is, is absolutely truly a bottom five NFL quarterback, then we're going to find out this week because if he can't get anything going against his Raiders team, then it's, I'm already all out on him except for this one specific week. Like and then, I, by the way, not to go yeah, on, a, on a tangent, yeah. but then what do they do if that's the right, case? Like right. if he's just terrible this week, you, what do you, they? it's, I know it's not the Belichick way or something like they, they should punt on the season. They, re- they really and truly should. In that division with the Bills and the Dolphins, it's over anyway no, as sure. it is right now. Of course. And so you you lose this game, you should be you should be seriously looking at, at punting on the season. There are legitimately – I know you guys probably talk about it with other guests on the show, but I mean there are legitimately four to seven guys that are now in the real discussion as potential first-rounders from a quarterback perspective. I know we always get all hyped up about quarterbacks and stuff, but – 
there are there are seven different guys that are at least in different in conversations about oh this front office likes this guy and this whatever. If with you're the, with pay- the wild card being Caleb Williams, yeah. you know, having the position of I may not want to even come out yeah. at all. Yeah, I might stay. Yeah, you know, there, there's there's that for sure. And and all, and honestly, it depends on too who gets who gets these picks right and and what they want to do with with that. And so I just look at the Patriots and they don't have any dudes. And if you don't have a quarterback to go along with not having any dudes, like it's not Patrick Mahomes' situation. You could look at that. You could look at that roster this year and outside of Kelsey, just go. What is this team? You know, I mean, this is all, it's just a whole bunch of like threes masquerading as twos and ones. But you have Patrick Mahomes. So you have the you, you have the wild card. You don't have that with the Patriots, right? Like he can't just be out there with a bunch of dudes and make things happen. That's not Mac Jones. Yeah. Um, let's squeeze in your other yeah. your other prop here before the break. You had one more prop. Yeah. Josh Downs over forty four and a half receiving yards. If you kind of dig in. Josh Downs is getting about the same target share and is running the same amount of routes out there as Pittman is, and yet his receiving total is below that of Pittman because, again, he's just viewed as this obvious number two guy. Like, he's obviously the number two. But Talking if about you the re- Colts here. Yeah, on the Colts, yeah. right? And, um, and, and honestly, if anything, it's a little bit of a bump from a receiving perspective, you want to take a receiving prop, the Gardner Minshew is going to be out there. I, I, he's not as dynamic of a player as Anthony Richardson. We definitely know that. But I think we would all not argue here he's a more accurate passer at this stage in his career than Anthony Richardson is. And so Josh Downs in a game in which I think can kind of be a little bit more back and forth than we think. The Jags, you can't run on them anyway. You have to pass. They are a pass funnel defense. That that front four has been really, really good against the run. So I think the Colts are going to have to put it in the air. And we're, we only need 45 yards out of that guy. All right. Uh, more with Matt Brown. He's co-host of uh, The Handle and, of course, the host of the All Angles podcast. He's got a total. He's got a money line parlay this year. Not a teaser, a money line parlay. We'll get into that next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.